0: This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast. I'm your host Jonathan Osborne, and I'm covering all things Magic basketball. Five fans, four fans, go Magic! What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are listening to the Six Man Show with your boy Jonathan. Uh, today is January 30th, 2020, Thursday. I'm recording this just before five o'clock. I'll be releasing this tomorrow, Friday, January thirty first. Obviously I didn't release an episode this past Monday, just uh given the tragedy, you know, the, the tragic helicopter crash and passing of Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, John Altabelli, Alyssa Altabelli, Carrie Altabelli, Christina Mauser, Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, and Ara Zobayan. Um I was actually Getting ready to record uh, the weekly podcast this past Sunday afternoon, I was in the middle of, of you know going through and uh, just kind of doing you know my normal uh, habit, just getting ready for the show. And um, actually, uh, Marquis Randolph, a lot of you that uh, are you know avid in the the NBA or or Magic Twitter community are probably familiar with Marquee. Um I'm friends with him on Facebook, and uh, I was just kind of scrolling through Facebook at the time. And uh, he, he just he posted something about Kobe being dead or, or or something like that. And I said, wait, what's going on? So I go to Twitter. I type in Kobe Bryant and the TMZ article comes up and I'm, I'm just like instantly shocked. I'm like, there, there's no way that this has happened. There's no way that Kobe Bryant has died. You know, it said helicopter crash, but I'm like, yeah, there, there's there's got to be hundreds of people that that use helicopters in L.A., you know this is this is a hoax this is misinformation there's there's no way that this is true and to be honest um the i, f- I feel like the world stopped on sunday right um not that twitter is really a big deal or twitter i mean i guess tw- twitter really is a barometer of the important things that are happening all around the world but um never you know have i just scrolled through twitter for an entire almost 24 hour period And when I mean every single tweet was about Kobe Bryant in one way or another, Um, this is something that, you know, whether or not you knew Kobe personally, obviously, uh, or if you were a huge Kobe fan, which full disclaimer, I was not a huge Kobe fan. Uh, I was, I've always been a Tracy McGrady guy. And then um, after Tracy McGrady, if it wasn't, you know, Dwight or somebody like that, it's been LeBron James. And. Uh, so often those you know fan bases have been kind of pitted against each other uh, when it when it comes to the discussion of the all time greats and everything like that. But um, if you've been a fan of basketball for any length of time, um, or I mean, if you've been around for any length of time, you know who Kobe Bryant is. You know the the magnitude um, of the of that player of the of the persona of that person. You know what I mean. So this is something that just so deeply affected millions of people. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, that I've heard speak since that time, you know, myself included, have have said that, you know, this affected them so much more um, than they would have thought. And uh, as that news is coming out, you know, you hear it's Kobe Bryant. And then all of a sudden, um, I didn't really put two and two together. Obviously, a, a helicopter goes down. You know, if Kobe's not flying, that means by default, you know, somebody somebody else's life. Uh, was lost by default but then we start to get these uh, reports coming out that you know his entire family was on board with him you know that that Vanessa and you know his his four daughters were on board with him and and the I was just sick to my stomach to be perfectly honest uh, I know I'm not saying anything profound or um, you know anything that it, everybody else hasn't been saying for the last what are we talking four or five days now uh, but this is my first time to to really talk to to you guys about this. But um, and then I mean, then we get news that you know that's not in, entirely accurate. That no- nothing has been confirmed. And I am just praying to God, just God, please, just don't let anybody else have been on board with him. You know, don't don't let this you know tragedy include his family as well. And then as time goes on, uh, you know, Adrian Wojnarowski comes out and confirms that Kobe has been killed um, in this helicopter crash. And that just made it all the more real. And then we find out that, that Gianna, um, you know, his, his daughter, that, um, that, inter- that video has been going around the internet for the last few weeks of him and his daughter. I believe it was at a Brooklyn Nets game of them, you know, really breaking down the game. And you just see that moment where the light bulb went off when she said, ah, I got it. She she understood what he was trying to tell her, and you just see him smile, um, you know, just well up with pride, you know, at at the fact that, um, you know, he's spending time with his daughter, and it's something that he loves so much. And now she was finding her love for the game, and now it's something that bonds the two of them together. Uh, and that honestly, um, you know, as a father, that just that just broke my heart. As a person, that just broke my heart um not the fact that you know just their lives were lost but the the fact that you know Vanessa and you know her her other three daughters at this point they've lost you know a husband and a father and a and a daughter and a sister and now they have to try to somehow move forward with this new nightmare of a reality that you know they're never really going to wake up from uh, but then time goes on and and we, we hear I believe it was four or there was five individuals that were on board uh, and then later on, it comes out that there were nine lives lost. Uh, just talk, thinking about the Altabelli family, um, the you know, the father, the, the daughter, and the mother uh, left behind, you know, two other children who now have to try to move forward in life with without a father, without a sister, without a mother. Um, and I, I just can't, I, I can't begin to imagine the pain um, that the, those two families especially, you know, are, are going through. Um, we lost, uh, just about over two years ago, we lost my oldest brother's father very suddenly to a heart attack. And, um, it, that, that's, that's the hardest thing that I've ever had to go through. I, if you have never lost anyone close to you, I, I can't describe it, but there's just, uh, such a finality to that. You know, when, when somebody's gone, when they're not here, when you can't call them, when you can't see them, um, and, and I don't, you know, I don't hide my faith by any means, but I also, um, don't try to bring it up too much on the podcast, but, uh, being a Christian, you know, I have a, a strong belief that I'm going to see him again. Um, I have a strong belief that, you know, Kobe's family will see him again. They'll see Gianna again. Um, you know, that all, all of the, the relatives of, of those lost, you know, that they, um, you know, if they they're believers, that's that's just what I believe. I'm not trying to exclude anyone from that, but that's just my belief. Um, but if they're believers, that they will see those people again. Um, but it doesn't make this you know really any easier. You can say that to yourself. You can you know tell people that are are going through a, you know loss that you know you'll see them again. But it it doesn't make it any easier. And it's just such a a terrible terrible tragedy that occurred. Um, and, and my thoughts and prayers go out to, to everyone involved, everyone affected, and that's millions of people. Um, you know, if any part of you is affected or, or saddened by what happened Sunday, my thoughts and prayers go out to you as well. Um, I have two, you know, pretty close friends to me that uh, were really the, the two biggest Kobe fans that I've known, you know, and I've made it a point over the last, you know, few days to to check in on them periodically just to see how they're doing, um, you know, we'll we'll talk a little bit about Kobe and, and what he meant to them. And I know that that's something that's been going on all over the entire world. So uh, please just know that, you know, if you've been affected, you know, by the passing of Kobe uh, by Gianna or any of the other, you know, souls that were lost uh, in that, you know, horrific helicopter crash, please just know that um, my thoughts and prayers have, have been uh, with you and uh, my family's thoughts and prayers have been with you. Um, this is just a really, Really tough thing, something that you know nobody expected because you know, like you see that and you're just like, man, not Kobe. Like, there's no way that happened to Kobe. He just had this air of, of almost like mythology. Obviously, he's this huge legend, and you just you don't expect something like this to happen, and it's it's never happened before. Uh, I, I heard the the statistic. I guess you would say that out of every player that's ever won an NBA regular season MVP apart from Wilt Chamberlain and Moses Malone that before Kobe every other MVP that had ever won that award is still with us still living and Kobe Bryant at 41 years old you you just don't you just don't expect this and I I don't mean to to keep talking in circles but the fact that Gianna was involved with this just Oh man, it just makes this so much heavier, and the fact that you know seven other people lost their lives just makes this so much heavier. It's such a a big thing, such a big deal, you know that that has happened. Uh, and I, I want to, you know, commend um, you know TNT and Inside the NBA, you know, for um, that kind of grief session that they they put on Tuesday night. Um, you know, the Los Angeles Lakers and the LA Clippers. Uh, that that game that was supposed to take place Tuesday night at Staples Center, uh, the Lakers basically requested to the league and to the Clippers for the, you know to be able to postpone that game, as it's not really that hard to find a date to play you know another game where both of those teams play in that city in that arena, uh, but that that game was postponed, and um, in lieu of that, you know the uh, TNT and Inside the NBA, they just kind of had like this group therapy session. You know we're talking. Um, you know Derek Fisher, Rick Fox, Jerry West, uh, Reggie Miller, Shaquille O'Neal, Ernie Johnson, Kenny Smith, Charles Barkley, Dwayne Wade. I, I think even Candace Parker. Uh, I I can't remember it, and, and please uh, forgive me for that. But um, just sharing their their feelings about the situation, their reaction to the situation. Um, you know their their feelings about Kobe Bryant, about the weight of the loss that they're going through that, you know, we're all going through to some extent or another. I just felt found that like really moving, really touching, very therapeutic for myself, especially. Um, again, I wasn't the, the biggest Kobe Bryant fan in the world, but uh, I just felt this weight of the situation, you know, for, uh, you know, really, I'm, I mean, I'm still feeling it to an extent at this point, but really, uh, for, for two to three days, it was, it was really all I could think about. It was all I could talk about, um, I've been you know soaking up every ounce of content that I've been able to the last few days when it comes to um, you know Kobe Bryant and this this terrible event um, you know whether it's a podcast an article a segment on ESPN uh, a segment on any one of these you know morning talk shows everything uh, a part of that is I think I just want to try to keep um, him and, and keep those nine people alive somehow Um by, by not letting go of what has happened. Um, you know, I just, the last, you know, four days or whatever, just over and over and over again, I, I keep turning to my wife and saying, I can't believe that Kobe's dead. I just really can't. Uh, and and again, I don't want to act like I was the biggest Kobe fan in the world, but um, this has just really been something that I, it's just been um, unbelievable to me. It's, uh, again, to reference my faith, you know, I've just been asking, you know, God, why, why, why did this happen? And I believe that, that God's plan is perfect. Um, no matter what, I know a lot of people, you know, find that hard to believe in and that's fine. I'm not trying to push my religion on you or anything like that. I'm just trying to share uh, my feelings and, and my thoughts on the situation. So, um, yeah, I just, uh, I wanted to have a few days to process, you know, what was going on and and what had happened at the time um, when I was getting ready for the podcast, all this information was just coming uh, so quickly, like a tidal wave. And, uh, I mean, we even heard that Rick Fox was on the helicopter, which, you know, thank God turned out not to be true, but, um, you know, and we, we heard that his entire family was on that helicopter. So, you know, thank God that that wasn't true. But, uh, at the time that it happened, um, you know, I just I felt like it wasn't right for me to, to come on here um, and express my feelings or, you know, what was going on with the situation um, and, and really discuss that because there were so many things that, you know, were coming out that we didn't know the validity of at the time. And I thought it was going to be, uh, and I, I still think it's very irresponsible for certain outlets to share that information when it wasn't confirmed. Uh, you know, Rick Fox, his whole family was calling him they thought he was dead you know and and i mean just the fear that they must have been going through in that moment um to find out that you know he was far away from that helicopter um that's just crazy to me but that's that's the reason i i didn't put up a podcast this past monday um you know I, i wanted time to to get all the facts get all the information but also um take my own time to to process what was going on and try to um, find the words to express, you know, what I was going through. So, um, I know at this point you guys have been hearing about Kobe nonstop. So, you know, I apologize that this is one more, uh, one more thing, but um, this is just something that I had to to come on here and, and do and um, express my feelings on the situation and um, just kind of, you know, bring to you guys, um, you know, what I went through and what we're all going through and we're gonna continue to go through. You know, Terrence Ross uh, mentioned today that. Uh, basketball is never going to be the same. And I'm sure personally for him, it won't be. I know Kobe Bryant was his hero. Um, but I think for all of us, you know, basketball will never be the same without Kobe Bryant. Um, you know, the NBA, is this is unprecedented. They've never had a superstar um you know, pass on and, and really the prime of his life. Everyone's talked about the fact that he was this great athlete, great competitor. He had this phenomenal career, uh, but he was doing great things uh, in, in his next career. And um, I do think it's important to mention that, you know, Kobe Bryant was not a perfect person. I don't want to get into that. Really, I don't think uh, this is the time or the place to do that. At the end of the day, um, none of us are perfect. And I, I truly believe that. Um, I'm not going to excuse anything. Um, you know, about, about Kobe Bryant. Um, but I, I do think it's important to to note that um, just because you can't tell the story of Kobe Bryant um, or any of us really without, without our flaws. Um, but thank you guys so much for, for kind of listening to um, just my thoughts and my, and my feelings on this. And, and thank you guys uh, for listening each week and kind of giving me a platform to, you know, share my, my thoughts and um, just my feelings on certain things at times. So, uh, but but let's talk a little bit about the Orlando Magic. I know that's why uh, you guys come and and listen each week. So um, I have kind of prepared a little bit of a, a weekly state of the Magic. This is a you know definitely a unique episode. It's been a really trying and you know unique week, um, for lack of a better term. So um, yeah, it's not going to be the typical episode, but I do kind of want to run down uh, just kind of the weekly state of the Magic. Some of the um, you know, current news and, and things like that that are going on. So, uh, But the Orlando Magic currently sit at a record of 21-27, and 27, which at the time, uh, recording this podcast right now, is good for 7th place in the Eastern Conference. They are now 10 games back of the 6th seed Philadelphia 76ers and are currently in a virtual tie at the moment with the 8th seed Brooklyn Nets. If the Nets win their game tomorrow night against the Bulls, however, they will have sole position or sole possession of the seventh seed. Uh, the Magic are four games up on the ninth-place Chicago Bulls, who uh, reportedly are going to miss Lori Markkinen for at least a few weeks. He has a stress fracture to his pelvis, and the Magic are also up four and a half games on the tenth-place Detroit Pistons, who are rumored to be big sellers at the trade deadline uh, at this this time, uh, with 34 games remaining in the regular season basketballreference.com currently has the Magic at a 95.4% probability to make the playoffs and have a 74.4% probability of securing the 7th seed. So, uh, This past week, the Magic went 1-2 with a blowout win in Charlotte against the Hornets on Monday and then suffered home losses to the Oklahoma City Thunder on Wednesday and then the Boston Celtics last Friday. So far this week... The Magic are 0 and 2 with back-to-back losses against the Clippers at home on Sunday, and then at Miami on Friday. Uh, I mean, it's never you're never happy to lose a game, but especially Sunday night. Um, it, it's so crazy how you know a little bit after the death of Kobe Bryant, we heard uh, there was one reporter out there or one writer um, that you know had reported that the NBA was going to cancel all of the games. Uh, I think the news came out just about two thirty Eastern Time, and then I believe at, at like three thirty, I think Denver um, had a, had a game that they were you know set to tip off. So, uh, but all the all the games um, apart from the game on, on Tuesday night that was scheduled between the Clippers and the Lakers, all games that have kind of taken place. But uh, man, especially for you know guys that grew up idolizing Kobe Bryant, which is so many guys across this league, you keep hearing you know, the the statement that, you know, Kobe was our Michael, you know, and I I don't think that um, you can really overlook that. I mean, LeBron to me is my Michael, you know what I mean? I really started to get into the NBA at about, you know, 10 or 11 years old. So 2003, 2004, just as LeBron James was coming into the NBA. My mom at the time lived in Ohio. So every summer, every Christmas, uh, I would be up you know, in Ohio, especially, I mean, specifically the Northeast region of Ohio in uh, Youngstown, which is just about an hour outside of Cleveland. So all of the friends that I had up here, up there, I um, actually, I was enrolled in school up there for a few months. So when I would go back up there to visit, you know, I had a a lot of friends and a lot of neighborhood friends. Um, So, you know, talking basketball with them, uh, one of my, one of my best friends from Ohio, Nate, he's actually a huge Lakers fan. Uh, so over the years, him and I have gone back and forth about, you know, Kobe versus LeBron, but uh, just being up there and, and really getting into basketball at that time, you know, my team has always been the Orlando Magic, um, but one of my favorite players has always been LeBron James, you know what I mean? So I, I understand, you know, fully uh, what, you know, people are going through. If this had been LeBron, you know, I, I would, I'd, I'd be devastated, you know, i I'd absolutely be devastated, but Um, I just don't know how, you know, these guys were able to play games uh, on Sunday, you know, right after this happened. So I'm not going to put too much weight into, you know, the the results um, of that game on Sunday uh, and the the loss, um, you know, that, and I might've said that we lost to Miami on Friday, but we lost to Miami on Monday. My head is just kind of all over the place right now. So excuse me, but uh, man, yeah. It's just this really made me realize that sometimes you know a basketball game just isn't isn't really all that important. You know, obviously we care about this team. At times, you know, we we live and breathe by what happens with this team, but uh, it's really hard to to get too upset about you know the results of, of those games on Sunday and on Monday. Uh, but the Orlando Magic will be back home this Saturday to take on the Heat again. Uh, and hopefully we we'll, you know we'll be rooting for a better result in that game. Uh I don't know if the the Heat are still sitting at the 7th seed in the or the the 2nd seed in the Eastern Conference, excuse me. Uh there was a a time not too long ago uh where the if you know the the season would have ended, uh the Magic would have been taking on the Heat in the first round as it is right now. The Heat are a game back of the Toronto Raptors. Uh, for the second seed, so the Heat are currently sitting at the third seed. If the playoffs were to start today, they'd be matching up with the 76ers, and the Magic would be matched up with the Raptors again. Um, so that's just something to watch going forward over the next you know few weeks and months as we you know get closer to the playoffs to see who exactly we're going to be matched up with. I actually would really like uh, to be matched up with Miami. I think if Orlando is playing up to their potential, that um, Miami is a, actually a pretty good matchup for them but we'll just kind of have to wait and see so uh, to, to wrap up the show today I do have a few news items really quick just a few about the Magic and then there's been a major uh, NBA announcement that we'll get to as well so Gary Clark uh, the they're calling him a swingman, but he's really a, a power forward has been signed to another 10 day contract with the Orlando Magic so this is his second 10 day contract with the Magic and my understanding is, is that after the second 10-day contract. After that second contract is up, that the Magic have to decide whether or not to uh, re-sign Gary Clark for the rest of the year. Uh, if they don't, I believe um, you know they won't be able to to, to re-sign him to a, another deal or anything like that. So this is going to be a really important you know 10 days coming up for Gary Clark. So he's currently averaging four points per game, 3.6 total rebounds a game while shooting. 36% from the three-point line, just under 14 minutes per game in five appearances with the Orlando Magic. Terrence Ross has decided to change his number from eight to 31, solely out of respect for Kobe Bryant. Uh, you know, Kobe Bryant. He said plenty of times that Kobe Bryant was an idol of his. He was a hero of his. He said, you know, that without Kobe Bryant, there's no telling, you know, where he might be. At this time, but he um, joins a few other guys around the league that are also changing their numbers out of respect for Kobe Bryant. That includes Spencer Dinwiddie of the Brooklyn Nets, Jalil Okafor, Quinn Cook, Markeith Morris, Alec Burks, Mo Harkless, Mason Plumley, and Zaire Smith as well. Just all doing that out of respect for their idol, Kobe Bryant. And then Shams Charania today um, reported and confirmed what we heard a couple of days ago, that Aaron Gordon has been confirmed to participate in the Slam Dunk Contest at All-Star Weekend next month in Chicago. A lot of you will remember in the 2016 Slam Dunk Contest, Aaron Gordon put on what I believe is the single greatest performance um, in a Slam Dunk Contest in NBA history. He was robbed by Zach Levine. uh, And what that comes down to really was... Uh, they were giving Zach Levine's 50s, and then Aaron Gordon was coming out and doing dunks that were clearly so much better than Zach Levine's dunks, so much more impressive, so much more creative. But 50 was as high as they could go. So, um, I, I just I wish they just would have come down to it and said, okay, Aaron was better than Zach tonight. Aaron is the winner of the slam dunk contest and then Aaron Gordon tried to come back I believe it was the next year if I'm not mistaken uh, tried you know to, to bring out the drone and uh, the drone was just kind of wobbling wouldn't drop the basketball um, you know just perfectly the way that uh, it needed to be dropped for uh, the ball to get the correct bounce for Aaron to be able to pull off the dunks that he was looking uh, to pull off so yeah that was just a, a real disaster. Um, in that second slam dunk contest that Aaron performed. And there's been some skepticism in the last few weeks. You know, Aaron Gordon mentioned in the summertime that he would love, you know, to take on Levine again in Chicago for the dunk contest. Uh, but with the last, you know, month, month and a half, he's been dealing with a calf injury and an Achilles injury. A lot of people just, we didn't know if Aaron Gordon was going to be healthy enough to do this, but clearly he is. I, I really hope he's healthy enough to do this. Um, I would hate to see him get hurt in that, you know, If you can hear that, I just knocked on wood um, or press board, whatever this desk is made out of. But, uh, yeah, I'm really excited for that. Um, I think John Morant and Dwight have also been confirmed to to be in the slam dunk contest. So I'm hoping Zach Levine or or maybe it's Derek Jones Jr. I don't remember uh, right now off the top of my head. But there have been a few other guys that have been confirmed to be in the dunk contest this year. So I'm hoping Zach Levine is up to it. I would love to see Aaron beat him in Chicago Uh, obviously Levine playing for the Bulls that would be huge for the city Uh, and to me you know that would just kind of redeem the 2016. I don't think I'll ever be over that uh, but it'll make it hurt a little bit less if Aaron's able to um, redeem himself against Zach Levine in Chicago that would just be really great. And then speaking about Uh, All-Star Weekend and the All-Star Game. The NBA today announced a major change to the All-Star Game format. So I feel like I have a pretty good handle on it, but I haven't exactly worked out the best way to describe the changes that they're making. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read this verbatim Uh, from this graphic that the uh, NBA put out. So the new NBA All-Star Game format. So both NBA All-Star Game teams will play for Chicago-based community organizations as selected by team captains Giannis Antetokounmpo and LeBron James. The teams will compete to win each of the first three quarters, all of which will start with the score of 0-0 and will be 12 minutes long. At the start of the fourth quarter, the game clock will be turned off and a final target score will be set. The final target score will be determined by taking the leading team's total cumulative score through, th- through three quarters and adding 24 points. The 24 representing the late Kobe Bryant's uniform number. Once the final target score is set... The teams will play an untimed fourth quarter, and the first team to reach the final target score will win the NBA All-Star Game. For example, if the cumulative score of the first three quarters is 100-95, the final target score would be set at 124 points. To win the NBA All-Star Game, the team with 100 points would need to score 24 points in the fourth quarter before the team with 95 points scores 29 points, and vice versa. The community organization selected by the winner of each of the first three quarters will receive $100,000, a total of $300,000 donated to charity for those three quarters. The winner of each of the first three quarters will be the team with the higher score at the end of the 12-minute quarter. The winning team in the NBA All-Star Game, Ie, the team that reaches the final target score first will earn two hundred thousand dollars for its designated community organization. So, um, I, I still watch the NBA All Star game each year, kind of you know half eyed, uh, just because you know the first three quarters of those games just aren't very competitive. Sure, they're fun to watch. There's a lot of alley oops, a lot of dunks, things like that. Um, but the first three quarters of those games just are not very competitive. Um, Even the first few minutes of the fourth quarter, it's really like the last seven, eight minutes of those games before they start to ratchet up the intensity. So, um, I'm optimistic about this. I I know the NBA is just trying to search and find ways to make the All-Star game better, more entertaining. Um, And being as how these guys are going to be competing really for each quarter... um, Maybe it will make the game as a whole a little bit more competitive. So we'll see. Um, you know, I, I would love to see Markel Fultz. I know that you know we're kind of still deeming him a rookie. I'd love to see him. You know, really get an opportunity to play in in the Rising Stars game. Uh, I don't believe he he had the ability to play in either of those his first two years. I may be mistaken by that, but I would just love to see him get that opportunity uh, and just to get that experience. You only get that really your first two years in the league, but. Uh, it should be a lot of fun you know it'll be fun to see you know Trey Young and Luka Doncic and and guys like that and that but hopefully Markell you know gets his shot to do that uh i don't think the contestants for the three point contest have been uh you know confirmed yet i would love to see Evan you know get a shot at that he's been shooting the ball so well um and at a relatively high volume i think he he deserves that but apart from that and you know Aaron being in the all-star game unfortunately this year i just don't think we're going to see uh, a magic player in an all star all-star uniform. It was a lot of fun last year with with vooch um, but I, I just don't think anybody has played up to a, a high enough level um, consistently. Um, and you know the team wasn't that good last year but Vooch just put up such good numbers that you know you could not deny him his first all-star bid but I don't think anybody on the team's uh, numbers um, are, are up to a high enough level with the team competing at a high enough level. To kind of justify the Orlando Magic, you know, getting a, an All Star bid uh, for you know any of their players this year, it's unfortunate, but uh, you know, as they say, you know, there is always next year, and hopefully next year we'll be looking at either Markel or Jonathan Isaac, or you know, very excited to see what Chumo Kiki is going to bring to the table as a rookie next year. Um, you know, just wish him the best of luck with his recovery down in Lakeland. I would really love it if he was able to to make a debut. For the Lakeland Magic this year, I would drop everything that I was doing and, and drive over to Lakeland for that game, uh, just so you know to, to see him, you know, play ball, but also to let him know that this fan base uh, really supports him, you know, throughout this injury, and, and we're really excited to see what he's going to bring to the Orlando Magic. So, uh, yeah, guys, that's really all that I have this week. Uh, we have one more game this week coming up against the Miami Heat. Um, in Orlando, actually, you know, we were planning to, you know, have an event at that game, but um, just didn't really get a whole lot of interest, um, you know, for whatever reason. But that's okay. We'll try again, uh, you know, at another game or, or maybe next year or something like that. But uh, I'm going to be trying to put together a, a meetup, you know, somewhere, um, sometime in you know the next couple of months. We had one at the beginning of the season, but I'd really love to do that again. So if you're in the Tampa Bay area. And you'd like to get together with some, you know, Magic fans and, you know, have some wings and, and maybe a nice cold beer, um, just keep your ears open for that. We'll, we'll be looking to set that up in, in the coming weeks here. And then um, if the Magic make the playoffs, obviously we'll plan something for that as well. So, yeah, last game of the week coming up on Saturday against the Miami Heat. Uh, that will probably be a pretty short episode that I'll release on Monday, um, you know, just, just given, you know, like I said, this has just been a um, unique week in itself. Unfortunately, so. Uh, but thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for allowing me to, you know, get some things off my chest and th- some things off of my mind. I really appreciate it, guys. So, uh, but tune in next week. This has been the Six Man Show. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will catch you guys next week. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a 5 star rating and a review, it would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SixManShow and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!